How can a mobile app improve access to care for rural, remote, and Indigenous communities? Innovation is everywhere. Bold ideas and innovations are of the here and now, just waiting to be discovered, just waiting to be implemented. While real progress doesn't happen overnight, it's anything but impossible. According to the World Health Organization, access to timely, acceptable, and affordable health care is a fundamental human right. But across our vast country, it's not so simple. Many Canadians, particularly those in remote and rural areas, still struggle to access basic care services. This is exacerbated in many First Nations communities where diabetes is more prevalent. On this episode of Boldly, we're speaking with one resident doctor who's eager to tackle this issue. Dr. Sheila Wang, a dermatology resident at McGill University Health Centre, is the Chief Medical Officer at Swift Medical. They developed a clinically validated smartphone app to streamline wound assessment at the point of care. It's called the Swift Skin and Wound App, and through McGill Telehealth, it's being piloted to improve access to wound care in Northern Quebec. In addition to her 2019 Jewel Innovation Grant for improving access to care, Dr. Wang recently received a Young Leadership Award from the Canadian Medical Association for Transforming Patient Care. So welcome, Dr. Wang, and congratulations on your grant. Thank you for having me. Uh, We're so excited. Every time we have a new round of grant recipients, uh, it's like getting to know new CMA members. Um, How about you take a little bit of time to introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. I'm a third-year dermatology resident at McGill University. I did my MD and PhD at the University of Toronto, and then I took up a Royal Society International Fellowship at Oxford, and that's where I produced my first patent uh, for a technology for drug screening, which resulted in a spinoff. And it was during my time at the University of Toronto Medical School that Swift Medical began. Okay, so before we talk about Swift Medical, I'm a bit intrigued because um, I'm going to guess if we did a podcast with other kinds of med students or people who've gone through medical school, you wouldn't always hear someone say, you know, and that was at that time that I had my first patent. So clearly, you're very innovative. Right. So I, I started off my career as a scientist. I would say. Um, And what I wanted to do was to build solutions. And that's when I had an opportunity during my PhD and then subsequently my postdoc at Oxford uh, to do that, which was to build solutions for healthcare and for medicine. That's amazing. What sparked the idea for this Swift Medical? So it was actually during my first year of medical school um, at U of T that I was working in wound clinics. And what I noted was the fact that the only objective measurement of how a wound was changing over time, whether it was getting better or worse, was the change in size. And the way that doctors were measuring this was that they were taking maximum length and maximum width. The problem with doing maximum length and maximum width is that wounds as you can imagine, aren't perfect circles. So how someone defines what's the biggest length and the biggest width on a wound changes from person to person. And suddenly these numbers that we were recording in the patient's chart were no longer reflecting how the wound was changing over time. And that's when I first realized that we really needed a way to standardize wound care assessment using imaging technology. And that's what Swift Medical is about. Awesome. about wound imaging. 
So do you want to get into some of the details around that then? So this is something that would obviously be very new. It's, uh, you know, it certainly takes things to another level compared to what has been best practice. Um, what, what exactly, uh, how does it actually disrupt this typical behavior and typical assessment? Right. So the standard practice for wound assessments right now is first measuring length, maximum length, maximum width using a paper ruler. Um, it's neither reliable and it's really inaccurate because one of the things that we do sometimes is we multiply length and width to give you a rectangular area, to give you an idea of the area of the wound. And that usually overestimates the wound area by at least 40%. The other thing that we measure is depth. And the way we, use, we do that is we use a cotton tip applicator. It's like a Q-tip that you insert into the wound as far as you can. And then you just measure essentially uh, how deep it goes in. And then the last thing is that we don't usually take photographs of wounds. And so photography of wounds or wound imaging is not part of the standard assessment of wounds. And so we have to rely on our memory from patient visit to visit on how the wound bed looks, the exudate, the tissue. And so all of these things are the standard practice for wound care assessment, and that leads to a lot of error. And what for a patient, what does that error mean? If you can't track how a wound is changing over time, if you don't know whether it's actually healing or getting worse, then often you're going to miss the signs that a wound is not healing properly. And the more you delay properly treating a wound, the more likely you're going to have complications of that wound. And complications of a wound means things like infection, and that can sometimes be life-threatening, um, or limb amputation. Okay. And I can totally appreciate that. So, um, you know, you said that your goal in your career was to find solutions. And this sounds like a problem that absolutely needed solving. Um, I know that with Swift Medical, uh, you've been doing a pilot in Northern Quebec. Can you talk to, uh, talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, first, let me tell you like a little bit what the app does, because I think that gives you an idea of what the technology is. It basically, it streamlines wound care, right? So the first component is the app, and that basically allows doctors to take accurate and consistent wound measurements at the point of care. Um, it allows you to assess and document the wounds and then track how it changes over time. And then because it's an app, we can then share this data in real time with all the members of the team that are involved in a patient's wounds. So it's like machine-guided wound annotation, including wound area. You get automatic measurements of the length and width and depth. Um, you can track the wound healing history. And then there's a dashboard. And the second part allows you to look at the real-time reporting of these wound performances. And that means you can aggregate on an organization-wide wound data in real time. And you can stratify patients that require more attention or that show red flags. And you can really examine the wound healing trajectories across your entire patient population. The last part is a calibrant. It's called the Swiss Helix. It's basically a sticker. Uh, you put it next to the wound, and it works with our machine visioning technology to get accurate images of the wound. And so you can calibrate the wound images for light and size and color. And this really enables remote clinicians to track how the wound is changing over time. That is awesome. 
It's interesting that up until now, to your point earlier, you weren't taking photographs of wounds. It's probably not something that would have been easy to do in a clinical setting. But with with the advent of cell phones, it's become such a standard thing to be able to do. Is that what you actually use? That's right. That's, that's exactly it, right? Because the cell phone is like an ubiquitous tool. Everybody has one. And the fact is a lot of clinicians actually like to image the lesions on the body um, because it's a good way to remember how it looked and it's hard to rely on your memory from visit to visit and I'm also a bit biased because I'm in a field like dermatology where it's very much a visual assessment that you're doing at the bedside no absolutely a lot yeah and if you see a lot of patients it's, it's hard to remember what each of those wounds or skin lesions look like you, you saying that, I can totally appreciate it, and I can't believe that that's, um, that's how it was done for so long. It must be very challenging. I agree. There's a lot of challenges that comes up regarding patient, um, patient privacy regarding mm-hmm. this, but if you talk to a lot of patients, a lot of them, firstly, have never seen their wound, and it's not surprising when you think about it because I did a paper when I was in medical school about this, and uh, what we saw was that patients with diabetic foot ulcers actually have rarely seen their their ulcers. And this is because when you have diabetes, um, you have lower mobility, you have lower flexibility, and you also have sometimes poor eyesight as a result of the diabetes. And so some of these patients have never seen their wounds. And so they don't know how their wound is progressing. And they don't, there's a disconnect between the patient and how their wound uh, is healing or getting whether a wound is healing or getting worse over time. Yeah, that's a really good point. So you've got this app. You mentioned earlier that, you know, this really is a tool also for for physicians who work remotely. I'm assuming that this relates to your pilot in northern Quebec. That's right. So we're currently working with the Cree Board of Health and the social services of James Bay and also with uh, Telesante McGill, which is an organization that provides uh, telemedicine to remote areas to evaluate the clinical, the economic and the administrative outcomes of a telemedicine pilot in the Cree population. So because we're working with Telesante McGill, uh, we're hoping to provide telewound care to 63% of Quebec. So that includes like Nunavik, the Cree Territory, and other regions covering about 1.8 million people. That is and fantastic. Actually, yeah, it's an exciting pilot. And this year, earlier this year, we had the opportunity to visit the Cree communities of Chisaspe and Mississippi near James Bay, uh, where we will be beginning our pilot. That community must be quite excited about this. This would be, I would think that this would deliver a a much higher level of service for them. It will, and especially because we know that diabetes is 17% more prevalent in rural areas compared to urban settings. And that's a really alarming statistic, in fact. And it's compounded by the fact that there are half as many physicians available for for patients in areas like this. So in those areas, um, does your pilot work as such that does a physician have to be the one to use the app or could it be another type of healthcare worker who could then liaise with a physician elsewhere? That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. So um, it's normally the, it's the first line workers are nurses who see these patients and these nurses are able to use the app to liaise with wound care experts. And wound care experts can be a nurse specialized in wound care or physicians that are also um, specialized in wound care. That's amazing. 
So you've done, a, like, I think, a really uh, good job at creating a compelling case for what this does for, for patients. Like, I can very much appreciate, I, I, I appreciate this, the, the, um, the way you explained, for instance, a diabetic patient never having seen their wound. I know, I know just in my own family that people who've had, let's say, bed sores because they're on their, you know, on, the, on their back or on their backside, they can't see it either, right? So I imagine it's that much harder for someone to appreciate, perhaps, um, the, the extent of the wound to your point, they don't really know how it's healing. Um, so I think that this must be very, very helpful for patients, but I'm, I'm guessing too, um, I'm very sensitive to the fact that, you know, physicians, uh, want to provide an exceptional level of care to patients. It sounds like this tool makes their job a lot easier as well. But that is a really good point that you make um, about like pressure ulcers and diabetic foot ulcers because the, the other thing is that they're actually on very difficult to hard uh, parts of the body as you can imagine. So yes. if they're on the feet or if you're on the on the lower back, those are areas that you know most people have trouble seeing anyhow. So I I just realized when you said that 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 is a really good point. I mentioned this because um, I, I I am I have a friend of the family who's helping to take care of uh, of. Uh, a friend who has um, a wound that will never heal, like a, a wound that person has never seen it. And, you know, uh-huh. it was very alarming for my, my, my friend, right? Because when they saw it, they realized um, how critical it was, right? To keep it clean, how you, you have an appreciation for it. And I can imagine that with very ill people, if they can't appreciate it, they may not follow um, yeah. you know, the doctors, you know, uh, prescribe procedures on how to keep it clean or how to treat it, right? Absolutely. I, absolutely. And those are two key points. One point is the fact that they rarely can see it. And so there's that disconnect. But the second thing is that when you have wounds, just like the one that you mentioned, that are really slow to heal or take a really long time to heal, patients tend to forget or not be able to notice the small improvements that can be happening. And so one of the things that I notice is that when patients are able to see objectively, so in an image or a photo of their wound, of how it's changing over time, and then you have um, an accurate calculation of the area, and then they can plot it on a graph, and they see the graph being plotted that shows that the wound is actually getting smaller, then suddenly patients are becoming more motivated. And one of the most important or the most common uh, wounds that you see on lower legs are venous leg ulcers. And those wounds are usually healed by just wearing compression stockings. And so that's really about patient compliance and mo- be feeling motivated to put on these compression stockings. And they have to wear it all day, pretty much 24 hours a day. And so patients who can actually see their wound and then know that their wound is improving, albeit slowly, over time, are more motivated to be compliant in the management of their wounds. That makes so much sense, right? You can so see how this um, can, you're absolutely right. I can see for sure if, if on a slow healing wound, uh, having that positive reinforcement of see, being able to actually see it get better, it would be huge. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. And also, Tamara, I didn't answer your question about how this benefits physicians. I think that was your question. Yes, right? yes. So, most Canadian health data is charted in electronic medical records, EMRs, right? So the First Nations medical systems, they don't have access to these types of EMRs. So currently, the Cree Board of Health and Social Services, they rely on paper medical charts for their medical records. And so this means that the 
hide your family's challenge of searching, waiting for this information to be retrieved and to pull patient data from these charts. The other thing that the having this kind of digital wound assessment does is that it centralizes wound assessment in a digital format so that wound care specialists can see more wound assessments at any one time. So rather than viewing patients on a case-by-case um, basis, you're able to basically prioritize by severity, um, meaning that visits can be planned in a more efficient manner, leading to an increased patient benefit. Also, when you have this type of digital information, the wound image, um, calculation of wound area and depth and change over time, you have a more complete wound assessment. And that means less frustration with missing information. One of the challenges that you see with working with remote care is this broken telephone problem where you're always missing information and that becomes increasingly more difficult to obtain. So when you have complete information, that translates into faster follow-up and fewer patients lost to follow-up. So a telemedicine solution means that clinicians have a reduced need to travel to remote sites and that saves time and travel expenses for both the patient and the physician. Those are excellent points. I'm curious to know, um, and, and I wondered if this is where you were going earlier in the conversation, are you able um, to take the data that you're collecting through this app and aggregate it so that we learn more about wound healing in general, not just by patient? That, that is a very insightful, that's an excellent question. Um, absolutely. So, so Currently, Swift Medical is deployed in over a 1,000 facilities across the U.S. and Canada, and that means we have a propriety data set of millions of wound images. And what we're doing with those images is that we're building AI and machine learning algorithms that are able to diagnose and prognose and recommend treatment. So what that means that is that these algorithms are going to be able to tell you what type of wound it is, then tell you whether that wound is going to heal or not heal over time, and then how much time it would take for that wound to heal. And then subsequently, based on all this clinical information that we take from this database, it's going to recommend best treatment. That's a very exciting. You must be very proud of this work. It's a very exciting time. It's a very exciting uh, opportunity to be able to initiate a change within healthcare, um, especially in the area of wound management. What you'll see is that wound is a neglected area of medicine. Part of the problem is that it doesn't seem to belong to any one specialty. It's you, you see wounds in family medicine practice, you see wounds in surgery, you see wounds in dermatology, but no one specialty seems to own wounds. And that becomes complicated because then who takes ownership of the management of that wound? And so there's also not enough, sorry, and forget the soap. <laughs> there's also not enough research, I think, into, into wounds. Um, it's not like the way we understand things like cancer. Wounds is such a general term, and we don't understand what causes why certain wounds don't heal as well, um, what causes chronic wounds. And so there needs to be more research, there needs to be more understanding of wounds, and there needs to be more patient input, more policymaker input into wounds, and as well as physician input into wound care. You 
so here at Jewel, we meet physician innovators. We're spoiled. We meet the likes of you fairly frequently, people who have decided that there's a problem that they'd like to solve for, or who are just sort of what I call like a medical sleuth, who just sees an, you know, sees an issue and, and thinks that they can make it better. Um, I, I think it'd be fair to say, um, you know, you're very unique that way. And, you know, we certainly appreciate everything that you've done in your field. And we're very, very pleased um, that you were the recipient this year of a, a Jewel Innovation Grant. Before we end our podcast today, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to mention? Maybe something about your experience, um, you know, going down this path. Uh, any advice that you might give to people uh, considering a similar path? Um, I think that medicine and research and innovation and entrepreneurship, it's about learning. It's about growth. Um, it's also a team sport, really. I want to stress that because I couldn't have done this without all the hard work by other people who've contributed to this. So I want to say that this recognition also comes with a responsibility to inspire the healthcare community to support a high-quality, sustainable, and equitable healthcare system for all Canadians. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Wang. Thank you, Tamara. You've been listening to Boldly. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, How Can a Mobile App Improve Access to Care?, Special thanks to Dr. Sheila Wang for joining us and sharing her story. Loved our podcast? Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud and leave a review. To learn more about Jewel, connect with us at jewelinquiries at cma.ca or visit us at jewelcma.ca. That's J-U-U-L-E-C-M-A dot C-A.